0: I wish one of these guys could fight Robbie for me. Huh? To unleash ultimate power? I do like things that are ultimate. Back, back, hold, forward, back, forward, down, hold, quarter, circle, forward, triple punch. I guess it didn't work. Uh... Uh, rumble mix skirmish. You're real. High five. Ow, your pixels are really sharp. Ah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts. Whoa, I said that really weird. Frantic Thoughts, the podcast that you wouldn't want to tell your mommy about. This week, we are going to keep on with the same old format, and I want to apologize real quick about last week's audio quality. It wasn't as good as I would usually like it. That's just a quick little aside here before we start the show. Um,. It was a little weird. We had the mic in front of us, but we weren't quite close enough, and the AC kicked on, and it was a really loud humming sound in the background, and I had to boost the volume, so it got a little not as good as I would prefer for audio quality. Hopefully, this week is a lot better, but last week's episode was great. I think it came out good besides that. So, let's just jump into the show like we're going to do every single week from now on with the... Topic of the week ah, Yes That's really loud. I can feel my brain shake when I yell do that. So this topic this week is gonna be What game series needs to have a comeback? What needs What game series needs to return? What game series needs to have revival? So I have a list here in front of me games that I would love to see make a comeback a return a revival whatever you call it some of them have been gone for a little bit longer than other games series but that's besides the point here um I just want to have this I'm just adjusting a couple things here before I start reading this list because I have this list typed out okay so this show has gone from me just Rambling from things that on the top of my head and just trying to make it work to actually making a complete outline That's over 500 words. So I've actually turned this into more of just hey, let's just ramble for 30 minutes to hey Let's actually make this a show with lots of detailed segments in it. So I'm trying trying to make it a little better anyway The first game series I think that needs to return is the burnout series burnout one of my favorite racing series. I think it is probably my favorite racing series ever. I like it more than Mario Kart. I like it more than Gran Turismo. I like it more than Forza. It's just pure arcadey action racing. So a lot of people a lot of people who are listening to this that keep up with the news know that Burnout Paradise is coming back in an HD remastered form. I'm not talking about an HD remaster. I'm talking about a brand new entry in this series. So there's two schools of thought when it comes to the Burnout series. We have the 1 through 3 which is more of you get on track and you do racing and it's split up. And then you have Paradise which is the open world where you can stop at stoplights and different things and activate challenges inside of an open world. I was kind of molding it over in my mind. Do I want more of an open world style or more of a track based style? I think that I like Revenge and Burnout 3 a little bit more Um, than I do Paradise, but I would not mind um, an open world game, but I can think a mishmash of Burnout Paradise, Burnout Revenge style racing would be the ultimate Burnout experience, so what that means is in 3 in Revenge, they had these modes like uh, crash takedown modes, they had these crash modes where you would go down this very long strip and then you launch yourself into traffic and you would use aftertouch which is basically your car's exploded and you're still moving your car to try to make the most damage and most points as you possibly can have that mode in there awesome so basically you can activate this like you would on a burnout paradise world so it would be like this big open world area you stop at a stop sign you start these crashing events that's cool too and then they had this traffic takedown mode, which is basically, this is my favorite mode in all of Burnout. Probably all of racing games, period. Basically, what you're, the goal is, is you have a timer. And the timer goes up the more traffic you check and the more traffic you destroy as you go through it. But if you hit these big trucks, it'll stop you in your tracks. So, I was so good at this. This is my favorite thing to do, is just sit there and just build up this high score and just go, and go, and go, and go. They had that in there. So basically, I want a brand new version of this series. Open world, but include those original challenges from the original series. I don't know if this would ever happen, but man, I'm definitely going to pick up that Burnout uh, Paradise uh, remaster that's coming out. I'm not sure if I'm going to get it on Xbox and PlayStation yet, but I'm definitely picking that up. Just... To relive that game. Uh, I have the 360 version. And it's backwards compatible. So it's kind of like interesting. A little weird. Like this doesn't happen that often. I know it's happened a few times. Where they release a remaster. Even though the back compat is there. Uh, I think it's happened to Darksiders. And a couple other things. But yeah. It's going to be an interesting thing. To go back to that game. And see if it lives up. It's been a while since I've played it. So let's move on to the next series. Uh, this series hasn't been get- been gone it's probably been gone the least amount of time, but I'm very curious about it. So, that would be the Batman Arkham games. Uh, the last one was released in June of 2015, so it's only been three years. So, they are probably working on a new Batman game, or at least a Justice League game. is something along those lines. Um, these games are probably... These are the best superhero games ever made. All three of them. Uh, they all have their faults, of course, just like any other game would. Uh, but... I would say the pinnacle of the series is probably Arkham Asylum, the original. That's my opinion. But Arkham City expands it and it's an open world. And it's more of an open world. I I would say Arkham Asylum is more of like a metroid style game because you get new powers and new abilities to open up new areas. And it's still, you know, you can go anywhere within the confines of the areas that you've already opened up. But it's not all open at the beginning like Arkham City and Arkham Knight is. So... I think the more closed-off Arkham, you know, version of this is my preferred take. But I did love Arkham City, and I really, really liked Arkham Knight. It's probably my least favorite of the three, but all three games, they stand, you know, tall. They're very good games. Uh, So what I think would be cool. So we don't know what Rocksteady's been up to. They're working on something. They tease it all the time. Uh, they said, oh, we're not going to work on any more Arkham games. But then they ended up working on Arkham VR. So it's like, hey, are you guys not done? Are you done for real? Like, be honest with us. Are you truly done with this series? So who knows? Uh, but that, the cool thing that could happen, and I'm not going to spoil anything from the original trilogy, is that they should just jump ahead, I think, maybe 40 years. 30 to 40 years? I can't remember. But just think about it you guys are a fan of the original batman animated series batman beyond arkham so it would be a play on world play on word. so it'd be batman colon beyond arkham and it's a batman beyond series set in like the arkham verse so it would have that grit and that grime from the batman arkham games but in the future with what's the guy's name uh i'm not gonna remember it let me look it up real quick I am bad. It's been a long time since I watched that. So it's going to be... T- t- main character. Who is Batman in Batman Beyond? Someone's screaming at their scream right now. Terry McGinnis. Oh, my God. I should remember that. I'm terrible. This is why I sit in front of the computer computer when I do these things. Anyway, so you'd be playing as Terry McGinnis, but it would be in the future in the Arkhamverse. So it would have that twisted feel to it that that series has. And that art style is pretty unique not many Batman things look quite like that so that'd be interesting uh, I, I would love to see what they do with that and Rocksteady just tell us what you're doing we want to know <laughs> such a great series and it's such a great studio too they make some of the, some killer games it'd be a shame to not know at least by E3 this year hey maybe they're making a Ninja Turtles game I mean their n- name is Rocksteady so hmm. who knows okay next up I have a series that when I was 10, I would sit there and listen to NSYNC's No String Attached over and over again while I played this game. Eh, it's a little aside, I guess. Uh, Ape Escape. Ape Escape is one of my, f- I would say it's one of those series that I really, has a special place in my heart. I really like playing, but you don't really see much talk about it. It's kind of like one of those underrated series. Um, Basically, the concept of the game is, when it first came out on PS1, it was to show people what the analogs could do, the analog sticks could do, because they were brand new at the time. So, the right analog stick controlled, net, uh, controlled the net, and uh, different mechanics were introduced alongside that basic idea. So, what the idea was, you have a kid that has to capture all of these monkeys. I think it was 100 in the original game, which I did, and I loved it. So it's kind of like a sneaky attack. You have to do different um, platforming challenges and things to capture these apes. And, you know, it's a challenging game because they do ridiculous things to make it harder at later in later stages to capture these apes. But I would love to see maybe just like a PSN port or like not even a port, like a PSN game, just, you know, a $20 game. Have 100 new monkeys, 100 new challenges with, you know, modern graphics and $20, and, you know, market it decently, like, show it off a lot, say, hey, this is, that series coming back just for you, you know, I would love it, it'd be awesome, because you know, just be be reliving childhood fantasies, and those games are really fun, collect on games, so yeah, there's not a lot to say about that series, honestly, but yeah, (laughs) Uh, next up, I have one, which, I don't know if, if, if it would really work in a modern setting, but Crazy Taxi, um, I... I just love I adore Crazy Taxi. It's one of my favorite like arcade games ever. I know that's hard to say when there's so many fantastic arcade games, Which well, truly my favorite arcade game was probably Robotron. Um, but yeah. Anyway, for like a sit down racing style with a racing wheel, that type of arcade game this one is my favorite one of those. And I've played this game so much. I I'm, I can pretty much get a Class A or a Class S license no matter how many times I play this game because I've played it so many times. I know it so well. Um, I would just love to see a modern version of this with multiple stages, multiple worlds that you can go into, or just one ginormous world. Um, get those license tie ins too because that's just fun. Get some punk music and just get that modern. Cell shaded sheen to it and just put it out you know digital download whatever $30 game $20 game 15 even if it you know depends uh how much is in there but I could see this being a lot of fun and it has pretty much infinite replay value put some leaderboards on there and then we could all com- compete really and we could all compete for the top scores and all that stuff It's a, it's a really fun series and it has that style that isn't really shown too much more and Sega's kind of sleeping on this one because I feel like they could make some money off of it just from nostalgia alone. Next up, we have F-Zero, which is kind of the wicked stepsister when it comes to racing games on Nintendo pro- Nintendo softwares. Uh, it's actually very n- publicly known that Miyamoto does not really like F-Zero. It was mostly a test of Mode 7 when that originally was a brand new concept on the super nintendo this was a technical you know thing that showed off that new process and new technology and it was kind of just like a tech demo game pretty much but it ended up being a really cool game with a lot of really endearing characters and style into it like you know captain falcon is actually a decent character let's actually have like a mini story mode that'd be awesome have some online ranking leader leaderboards on that too um The game, the hook of this game is it's challenging and fast. It's super fast. It has that challenge hook to it. Uh, If you ever played GX, that's the name of it, right? I think so. On GameCube, that game's extremely tough. It's tough, but it's rewarding at the same time to learn these tracks, to learn how these racers race on these tracks. It's just an incredible series that if they brought it to modern day, put that Nintendo love into it, it could be something special. So I would love to see a new version of that and just race a bunch of people and kick a bunch of ass cuz you know that's what I do. <laughs> anyway, next up we got for games that need to be revived. We have Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um the thing about Tony Hawk Pro Skater is it's an has Activision syndrome, which is if you don't know what that is or I know I kind of made it up, but it's what Activision does with every product that they get. Okay, say let's do Guitar Hero as a good example. They just kept putting Guitar Hero out over and over and over again, year after year, twice twice a year, three times a year. They did the same thing with Tony Hawk. Um, what what's the problem with this is recently I think it was in the, within the last couple of days Tony Hawk officially announced that. I mean, it has been known kind of publicly, but he had confirmed 100% that he had parted ways with Activision, you know, for real this time. So this will never have another Tony Hawk pro skater, I don't think, ever. Maybe, in 10 years, you know, when the nostalgia's there, there again. But uh, what happened with the series is Activision put out Tony Hawk more and more and more, and the thing is is they kind of went away from their roots, which was more of this arcade style, time limit-based Score attack game. And it turned into more of. This is an open world. We're doing wacky things. With Bam Largera. And jackass people. You know. It turned into more of that style. Which is fun. I really like Tony Hawk Underground. That's one of my favorite Tony Hawks. But not because. It's like the original series. Because Tony Hawk 4 is. A fantastic game. And that's probably my favorite in the series. But Tony Hawk Underground is right there next to it. Because it's a different style. So. What would I want in a new Tony Hawk is probably a new Skate. <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to say. So what what I, what I would think would be the coolest thing ever is if Skate came back, Skate 4, or just call it Skate again, or Tony Hawk's Skate. Okay, that's where I'm going with this. Tony Hawk teams up with EA and they make a brand new Skate game. And it has either control scheme that you would like. You can play with skate controls or you can play with simple controls, which are more Tony Hawk style, which a lot of people would prefer that. But, you know, most people who play skate would prefer the skate controls. Add both control schemes in there. So you can do the pops, shove-its and stuff just by hitting square and triangle or whatever, or hold X to uh, squat down and let go to pop up like they would do in Tony Hawk, or use the right analog stick to hold down and then flick the stick up to do different moves like you would in Skate. So have both control schemes in there. Have that ho- Tony Hawk, a little bit of the wackiness from Underground, open world, and then include similar style uh, arcade style modes that you can hop into into the open world. So say, oh, look, there's the hanger from Tony Hawk 2. I know they wouldn't actually have that. So it's to say, oh, here's a hanger. It looks kind of like that one. Yeah. You go up to the door and it says, would you like to activate this arcade challenge? And you just go inside there and it's this big open rink and you can find cassette tapes, whatever it would be, flash drives, whatever. Um, You can find Tony Hawk, spell it out. You know, all the stuff they used to do in the original Tony Hawk's and, you know, have leaderboards for that too. I think that would be awesome. That's a lot to ask, isn't it? That's so much to ask. I'm like, here, here's this giant golden nugget. Let's put diamonds on top of it. You know, I'm just asking more and more. Anyway, that was a really bad metaphor or example. I don't know. Uh, So, I only have a couple more left here. Actually, three more left, it looks like. Uh, We're going to do these these two lumped together for games that need to be resurrected. (sighs) That's not even a demented game. But... They're two Ubisoft games. That's why I'm going to lump them together. So it'd be pretty cool if they both came back in the same year. And let me talk about the first one here. It's Splinter Cell. So Splinter Cell was one of those games that people were like trying to compare to Metal Gear or something like that. It's its own style. It's one of those rare stealth games that has so much depth to it. It's really insane how fun it could be to play that game. Uh, The multiplayer is pretty well known to be popular. It's like the mercenary mode. I've only played it a couple times. It's like third person versus first person. It's like a really weird multiplayer mode. I don't know. Bring that back. I think they already did once. Has there been a Splinter Cell on PS4? I can't even remember, dude. This game, it's been a long five. It's been five years since the PS4 came out. Splinter Cell PS4. I don't remember one being on there. Splinter Cell PS4. No. There has not been a Splinter Cell on the PS4. So I didn't think there was. But I know they brought back that Mercenary mode for the PS3 version. It was like right before the PS4 launched. That's why my brain was like, did that exist? I don't remember. <laughs> um, So yeah. That would be super cool to see. Uh, it has its own feel to it. Its own look. Its own style. It has those, you know, you always see the three lights on... Sam Fisher's head, and he's a good character, too. I really liked... Uh, I think the one that I played all the way through a couple times, actually, is Splinter Cell Conviction. Uh, when you got spotted, it left like a little ghost where you used to be. So, like, a little outline. So, that's where the last known location was of you. So, you can get away from that area, hide in a different shadow, wait for the guy to come around. Oh, he's not here. What the hell? And then get him. You know, stuff like that. It's, it's just super fun. I love stealth games. So, be cool to see. Um, but I think the most interesting thing that Ubisoft could do is to come back and completely reboot Prince of Persia. I know they've tried to do this before. Uh, I think it was 2008. And then they had a couple more since then, but let's reboot it. Prince of Persia, Sands of times flat out, you know, remake this game from the ground up, redo that storyline, um, improve the story. Uh, It doesn't have to be open world, but they were knowing Ubisoft, it will be open world. So let's do open world, but let's do the same storyline in that setting. Um, with the rewind mechanics, everything else, add some stuff to it, make it modern, you know, HD textures. It doesn't have to look realistic either. It could look like the 2008 game, which was a lot of fun. I, I have never beat that one. I, I should go back to that. That's, that's a cool game. Uh, that's a that's the Nolan North one. He has that Nolan North, North voice. I can't, I can't do an impression of Nolan North. I'm not even gonna try. Uh, I guess I kind of did, but no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, that setting, brand new visuals, and I I just find the main character in that one to be more endearing, and the story is really well told. Uh, I went back and tried to play it. It's not as fun as it used to be. It's a little clunky. Get rid of some of that clunk. Make it more of a platforming challenge, you know, and then, like, hack and slash when you're not doing the platforming and then ha- add that rewind mechanic, and that game could be solid and it would differ- differentiate it's- itself enough from the Assassin's Creed's out there. So that's that's the question. It's like, oh, you guys have Assassin's Creed. Why have Prince of Persia? Isn't that, like, completely different? Like, mm, I mean, aren't those the same thing? They're not the same thing. Um, they are very, very different games. So... Like, Prince of Persia is more focused on the more mystical side. It's more and more focused on platforming challenges. And, you know, the combat is more, you know, with a dagger. And it's more fast-paced when it comes to that. Assassin's Creed is more... There's stealth to it. There's climbing. There's, you know, different collecting missions and stuff like that that you do. And it's it's just a different style of game all in all. And it's more... In Assassin's Creed, it's more about oh, this is the, the, there's this giant world to explore. Prince of Persia is more like okay, this is the character and here's the obstacles you got to overcome with this character. That's how I see it at least. I could be completely wrong. You guys completely disagree with that, but that's how I feel about that series. If they went on went to E3 and they said hey, here we go, we got a new Splinter Cell, a new Prince of Persia, I think people would really like it, especially if they had modern day combat and controls and you know. Artwork, all that jazz, you know. Ubisoft's been doing some good stuff lately. So who knows? We might see that. Okay, so the last one is a series or a couple series near and dear to my heart, which we will probably never see. And I'm not going to talk very long about them because I've talked about them a good amount. Is the Valve 3s. The 3s. So we got Half-Life 3. Never gonna happen probably, but whatever. We got Team Fortress 3. We have Left for Dead 3, and we have Portal 3. Just bring back one of those. Modernize it. Whatever you gotta do. Um, the one I would like to see the most is Half-Life 3. Um honestly, I would kind of almost would like the, them to say, hey, here's the story for Half-Life 3 and hand it off to a studio. Do whatever you gotta do to get that just made. That'd be awesome. Please, it'd be so good. <laughs> Who knows? It's probably never gonna happen. Left 4 Dead Three is would just be a lot of fun to play with friends. Um, we kind of have that with Killing Floor Two, but Killing Floor Two is completely different style. It's more about the grotesqueness of it, more about heavy metal. Let's kill some zombies, like with some you know, epic zombie slaughter. That's what that's more focused on. But I think Left 4 Dead is more about survival in this crazy world with a unique art style and with actual unique characters. So. That's different uh, with portal three who knows what they would do with that maybe make an entire portal game based around the two robots I can't remember Atlas and Wheatley. We- we- I can't remember the name Peabody and Atlas, I think that's the name I'm not hundred percent sure on that but there's two robots from portal maybe even have it focused on one of the a pro- brand new robot or a brand new person that wakes up. Um, Something, Uh, just that same art, that same style, that same wit. You know, it would be a lot of fun. Uh, I tried out that bridge constructor, but they use Gladys as like a tutorializer instead of just saying funny quips all the time. She's like, and then, and sorry, she and she's like, and then you do this, and then you do that, and this is what this does, and it's like, that's not Gladys. What are you doing anyway? Anything from Valve to revitalize any of their series. Let's do it, guys. So I think that wraps up the topic of the week. So we tried this last week. It went pretty good. <laughs> um, I know some people said they enjoyed it, so we're going to do it again. It's the recommendation minute. I try to say as many recommendations. It could be things that I have watched recently. It could not be. It could be anything. And I try to say it as fast as I can. Within uh, 60 seconds... And we're gonna start in 3, 2, 1. So first up we got the Dollar Dork Solo Show. Derek sits down and talks about an original Xbox Lot that he got. It's a really short but not too short. a 17-minute show. Very quick listen, but it was very entertaining. I had a good time with that. Next up we got Rusty's reviews on PolyKill YouTube. PolyKill Podcast YouTube. Really funny NES reviews. He reviews some more obscure games. That you wouldn't have thought about, some "quote unquote" hidden gems. Anyway, we got watch the next one. I was going to say we got watch the Goofy movie because it's fun and it's one of my favorite cartoons ever made, and it's 90s kid written all over it. Also, please, if you love movies, going to see movies, get Movie Pass. It's worth the money. Movie Pass, do it. I love it. We love it. It has changed our dating game. And last but not least, please, if you love awesome things. Get a dog. Adopt a dog because they're fucking rad. Bam. 60 seconds. Right there. I think that one I think that went pretty good. <laughs> uh so what I've what, what what have I been up to this week? What's happening? That was corny. So what's happening? Uh we saw two movies this week. We saw two movies this week. Uh I think it was two. Yeah, it was two. Okay, so there's two movies that have two genres that I didn't really really realize that I was missing or had I had missed lately. So we have Game Night, which is a comedy. So let's let's just go over each individually here. So Game Night, the thing I was missing is a good comedy that had actually made me laugh. Like not just that they're like, hmm, yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Like smiling. Oh yeah, that's funny. You know, an actual movie that made me laugh from beginning to end. This game, this game, well, it's a game inside the, the movie. The general premise of the movie is they have a game night and his brother comes over and to one up him, he has this crazy kidnap story that they have to solve and it ends up being real, of course. So it's wacky shenanigans go from there. So basically, you know, like, it's like, they're playing a game trying to do, figure out where this person is that gets kidnapped, quote-unquote, but it ends up being a real kidnapping. Yeah, I think I explained it right. Anyway, I would call this a good comedy. Like, it actually made me laugh a lot. Uh, it had actual some twists and turns that you don't really expect. You think, oh, it's going to go this way, and they actually go, oh, no, it's going this way. So I prefer I prefer movies like this that play with your expectations. They're, it's just stupid funny sometimes but it has some smart humor in it too and i i recommended it a lot we we've been enjoying it guys uh we enjoyed it the the way we watch these movies is movie pass if and i'm setting the recommendation please check it out it's probably changed everything <laughs> when it comes to us watching movies because we would not be able to see all this stuff brand new if we didn't have it so anyway i'll stop i'll stop shilling for them you know i don't get paid or anything come on movie pass get on it just kidding anyway game night was a fun movie i thoroughly enjoyed myself got a i'd say 10 to 15 really good laughs out of it and it, there's just some funny shit in there so that's worth it if you want a good comedy and the next up is a movie i did not expect to be this deep like i don't know okay so the next movie we we'll watch is annihilation it's a uh, how do I describe this movie? It's a sci-fi movie. It's hard sci-fi. It's not about action. It's not about the thrill of space or anything like that. So the basic concept... I went into this movie pretty blind, so I'm not going to give much away because I feel like if you want to experience this movie that you need to go in fairly blind. So this is the very, very, very basic, you know, outline of what the game, of what the movie is. I gonna say game. It is this mysterious void thing in the world that's making this shimmer effect on the land. And what is happening is it's slowly overtaking the land, and people are going in and never coming out. Um, You follow this group of females with various backgrounds that are trying to discover what is in this shimmer. That's what they call it. Um, This movie blew me away. This movie is intense. Like From the very beginning to the very end it just gets more and more intense there are some scenes where i'm just gripping my seat like oh my god i cannot believe that just happened holy shit and like i it's just one of those things i cannot recommend it to everybody because there are some hard to watch moments in this movie but there's a lot of beauty in this movie too and there's a lot of thought that went into the story and a lot of thought that you could have about what different things mean in the story and there's so many little details it's one of the most tightly written movies I've watched in a long time and it really stuck with me and I've been thinking about it since I watched it it's been a few days now and it's just an incredible experience for me it was a perfect movie at the right time for for my taste and what I you know love When it comes to movies like this. And this is the type of movie I've been needing to, Without realizing it. It's one of those slow, methodical movies that kind of dole out stuff slowly but nicely. You know? And then stuff just hits and hits and hits. And see, I'm I'm being very, very vague. Because I do not want to spoil any of this for you guys. If you like movies that are different... That play with your expectations of what a movie really is. I would re- recommend watching this. But just know that some people do not like this style of movie. And you might might be that person. But um, this is the same director of Ex Machina. I have never watched Ex Machina. But I'm told and I've seen that it's a similar directing style to that movie. So if you like that movie you'll probably like this movie. Um, but... It made me question a lot of things. It made me think about life and a lot of stuff. And it is very, very sci-fi. I'll just say that, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Check out Annihilation. It's it's got it's already on the top of my favorite movies this year. And I know this movie this year just started. And you know what? The thing is, is usually when I go see a movie, it's gonna be I'll see a superhero movie and it's action packed, or I see oh here's this new you know fun animated movie because I. You know, we watch those and stuff like that, but this is just a style of movie I don't watch very often. And it just—it was thrilling. It really was thrilling. It was intense. It—it was good. It was really, really good. I recommend watching it. Uh, I'm gonna—I definitely want to watch it again as soon as I possibly can. Uh, If we don't see it in theaters, I'm definitely purchasing it, and so I can have it in my collection and watch it anytime because it's one of those movies that I will be thinking about for years. So. Annihilation, Natalie Portman killed it. All the main actors in there killed it. It's such a good movie. Oh, freaking uh, Poe Dameron's in there too, the guy who plays that. What's his name? I can't think of his real name right now. You guys know who I'm talking about. Anyway, (laughs) that was awesome. And as for playing games this week, all I've really played is Fortnite. I've been just digging my way into a Fortnite hole. Uh, I'll probably drop off after a while because this is how it goes for me with multiplayer games is i get on this curve like dude this is fun this is fun i'm learning the mechanics it's really fun and challenging and rewarding to learn a game that has deep mechanics like this and it has different permutations of items and weapons that you can use and the building mechanics is just so interesting to me because there's always something new that you can learn um and it's fun to see how different games go about the progression too. I like that personally because I like to see how loot boxes are and what the paid content is. So I paid for the Battle Pass. The Battle Pass is $10. So I said, okay, that's fair. I've already put about 8 hours into this game. $10 for 8 hours? Hey, that's worth it, right? Uh, I don't know if it's really worth it unless you plan to play this game for a lot of hours. Because the actual good unlocks... Like, you do have a progression... So, how the system works with Fortnite is every season, it's about every two to three months, it looks like, something like that. They have a new season with new weapons and new gear, new content, new cosmetics, new emotes, stuff like that. And you pay $10 to have access to leveling up your character. You still level up either way. So, say so you're leveling up, but you barely get rewards. You get like a little thing every three to four levels. But if you have the battle pass, every level that you get, you get one to two to four cosmetic things. Or you get an XP boost, or you get this and that. And it is pretty rewarding because it's every, I say every five to six matches, it depends. I haven't won before, but if I win, it would give me a lot of points. (laughs) But I usually get in the top 10. So every match I'll get in like the top 10, I've been number two a bunch of times, like five to six times already. I guess it's not a bunch, but you know. So, as you level up, you get stuff and they dole stuff out to you. But it's better to buy the Battle Pass because then you get more stuff. And it's not, uh, it doesn't affect gameplay at all. So, we'll see. If I stick with that some more, I'll play some more, I'm sure. Uh, there's some games I'm actually wanting to jump into that are story-based. And I'm going to start those soon. Like, Last of Us, I think, is the game of, month, game of the month for March. Cartridge Club 1? Yes, it is. So, I'll probably be jumping into Last of Us soon and replaying that in, in the remastered form. Add that to my CC ABCs because I haven't really been focusing on that. And I know that it's going to bite me in the ass if I don't start doing some more of those. I, I know it's not that big of a deal, but I kind of want to complete that. It would feel pretty cool to beat that this year. So probably be jumping into The Last of Us this week and playing through that again. It's only like 10 hours, I think. And I want to do the DLC this time because I've never played that DLC and I've heard it's awesome. So I'll be playing that. Uh, last random life thing is the car is still having problems. <laughs> wah, wah. St- I won't talk long about this, I promise. It's, it's, it starts to sound like me just bitching and complaining after a while, but we have the car is making like this garbled sound. It's like groom, 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 something like that. I can't really make make the sound, but then it has like this metal scraping sound, like. like that like some scraping every time it rotates in the engine so we're on this line right now where we have to go to a mechanic see how much it's going to cost to get this car fixed so I can get uh, inspection done so I can get tabs done if we can get all that within a reasonable amount of money then we'll do it but what's going to happen if that doesn't happen we're going to have to take the car Trade it in at a car lot, maybe like CarMax, something like that. Use that as a down payment for a new vehicle and just start payments all over again. And I really don't want to do that. <laughs> I seriously do not want to do that. It would be a really huge headache. And then it'd be another couple of years of me making giant payments that I really can't afford. So hopefully the mechanic stuff goes well, but we'll see. We'll keep, I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> If you give a damn. (laughs) Most people don't. Anyway, that's it for what's happening this week. We're going to jump into, like always, the News of Interest. It's the news. So, we have some pretty good news this year. This this year? This year. Yeah, this year has some pretty good news. (laughs) This week, we have the PlayStation to change the PlayStation Network to two games a month starting march ninth, 2019 they're offering some incredible games so this is how the post looked they say okay guys we have bloodborne we have ratchet and clank and then we have all these other six or seven games that are across by awesome look at these amazing games and then like lower down it's like next year we're gonna stop offering all these crazy games it's gonna be two games that's it <laughs> so they said oh next year there's gonna be some changes uh, we're going to reduce the amount of games. We're not going to offer any PS3 games or any Vita games next year. So they're going to be offering two PS4 games every month. Uh, starting a year from this month. So we got 12 more months or I guess 11 more months after this one. To uh, enjoy our PS3 and Vita titles. Which, you know, I, so this is what happened. We were like, I think it was like the last week, maybe earlier like the eighteenth? Eighteenth or nineteenth, I put a poll up. We we're talking on Discord. It was me and who else was talking on Discord? A bunch of people. Musty and uh a couple other people. Polyco guys. Uh I can't talk right. Now. Sorry. My my eyes are like I'm making weird were like bugging out on me. (laughs) I was like, what was I thinking? Oh, okay. We got Jake. Jake was there too. Yeah. uh, From polykill. And um, what was I saying? Sorry. I had a brain fart. Really bad one right there. Um, I had like something pop up on my screen and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Anyway, we had Jake, we had musty and a few other people talking about, Hey, uh, uh, what I was thinking is like, what why do we still have these PS3 and via games with PS plus? Like, why is this the thing? So I put out a poll and I had like six people vote, you know, some people said one year from now and those people were right. Surprisingly. Uh, and then the PolyKill guys talked about it because they were, saw the discord and everybody talking about it. And Jake was like, here's my topic. We're going to be talking about the PlayStation plus stuff. And that's pretty good. I really enjoyed that episode. I just listened to it. Today, no, yesterday. Listen to it yesterday, and um, they had a lot of good points. They talked about what the value of each service was and the total value so far, and if these games, uh, the PS3 and the Vita versions, you know, would be worth having anymore. And I don't personally think they need to have the PS3 or Vita games. And it's pretty cool to get two decent PS4 games every week, every month, and that's the only thing I really download. And most of the time. I own those games anyway, <laughs> so who knows? I like the Ratchet and & Clank and Borderla- uh, Borderlands, Bloodborne. I own both of those games, and I'm probably not going to play much more of them, because I've played my due with those, you know? Uh, Bloodborne, I do think about going back to, because I got decently far, and I just kind of stopped playing it, because there's a part that was frustrating me, because, you know, those games, that's how they are. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a really good lineup, though. It's, it's a pretty incredible lineup, but honestly. Those games are a killer so it's gonna be interesting to see how this shakes up, if they're gonna add any other things to make PSN more valuable, or they think this is valuable enough or what. We'll see how it goes. Uh the reason I say that is Xbox has Game Pass now, and I foresee in the future that games with gold might not even happen anymore. And they just say, Hey, you have gold, you have Game Pass. Game Pass. How oh, is that I can't talk Game Pass <laughs> You have gold, you have Game Pass. That would be awesome. Maybe raise it ten more dollars. Say this is the reason why we're doing this is seventy dollars a year. And uh seventy dollars a year, but you get this access to three hundred games instantly for that much money, and that's worth it. So I don't know. We'll see how that shakes up. Uh the other news we have is Overwatch has new character coming out called Brigitte. Brug Br- Br- Brig Brig Is really loud. (laughs) Anyway, Sarah's playing Pokemon Go. Um, (laughs) uh, she's Torbjorn's daughter, and when she was, this is the backstory for the character. She, Brigitte, the new Overwatch character. She was Torbjorn's daughter, and she's a mechanic. She learned how to, you know, fix people's armor and stuff, and she became Reinhardt's squire when she grew, you know, when she was young, and uh, she has this flail. Sort of attack that does damage and there's a area of effect health da- uh, a- area of effect for health regen that happens when she attacks people with this weapon. She has a shield she seems really cool and I really want to play her that's why I brought it up <laughs> um, I just like how Overwatch always has they're like okay here's a support character but they're not just hey you can heal people. No. This support character has heal and buff buff on each hand or I mean heal and damage on each other hand or oh you're Lucio you can run fast help make people go faster you know and then you have this boombox gun it's they always think of cool unique characters and this is going to be an awesome character I hope she looks awesome I haven't really seen gameplay from her so we'll see last piece of news we got is this new thing the ESRB is going to do for games that have Real money. If you spend real money for downloaded goods inside of a game, it's going to have a a thing on the box on the on the site wherever you buy the game. It's going to say in-game purchases. So this is their attempt at warning, you know, parents about loot boxes and other things, other predatory things for kids, you know. So what the label will apply to is bonus levels, skins, surprise items, such as item packs, loot boxes, and mystery awards, music, virtual coins, and other forms of in-game currency, subscriptions, season passes, and upgrades, e.g. to example to disable ads in a game. Uh, That was the press release, and I was thinking, like, okay, this is cool. It's a step in the right direction. But... ESRB doesn't think they should have put the word loot box on it because parents don't understand or realize what that really means and that it's kind of like a form of gambling. So what I, th- I feel like they really need to do is just having the label there is great, but they could also add in-game purchases like loot boxes or in-game purchases including blank just have a little bit of more description to what it is. So if they if they did this it would help out even more. So they say in-game purchases including skins, you know, or in-game purchases including loot boxes or in-game purchases including random rewards. You know, something like that depending on the game. And it, it wouldn't be very hard to find out what that is on each game. And then you have a little thing on there say go to this site if you want to learn more about what a loot box is and what this could do and what it means and this could help the parents be more informed when it comes to games like this so i don't know why, i don't know if it's going to do much i don't know what else they could really do besides that because who knows if this is ever going to end uh it would be nice if there was a little bit of a either a law or just like hey guys when it comes to these boxes, just put a percentage on there or make these items available to be purchased, you know, individually if you want them, which would help a lot too. I don't know. That's one of those complex subjects that we can go on and on about and I have in the past. So I think that's about it for this week when it comes to the news. Um, I did have a community question. So the community section of the week, community section, it was mostly... Uh, a Latino lawyer, Diego Avila, talking, just responding to the question, you know, to the episode he commented. He left a comment on the forums at cartridgeclub.org slash forum, and I'm going to it now. <clears throat> he said he really likes the recommendation minute. He said that it was unfortunate Sierra lost her job. She's trying to find a job. She had an interview today, so that's a good thing. And then um, he liked the information about Goodwill, and then he said he was pretty amazed by the positivity that we had when it came to the officer and getting pulled over and all that. And when it comes to that, we don't really get upset about that because they're just doing their job, you know. I I broke the law. They pulled me over. That's it. (laughs) And uh, he said he wants to see Black Panther, but he doesn't know when he'll be able to. (coughs) Pardon me. Um, definitely if you get a chance to see it um, it'll probably eventually be on Netflix so I mean if anything you can always wait till then it won't be that long There's, you know what I noticed there's not very much time between theater releases of movies and then them being on these streaming services or available to be you know bought in stores or downloaded on Amazon whatever there's barely ever any time between that anymore three to four months tops so I mean if you put it to the back of your mind, oh, there it's out on Blu-ray. Okay, I can go rent it or, you know, whatever. It's pretty easy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't know where, why I went off on this topic, but that's my entire list. That's my. We went through all of my notes, my outline. That was pretty incredible. <laughs> so last week, uh, um, I just wanted to go over some housekeeping again, real quick. But I just wanted to talk about what happened last week when I posted the video. So. What I've been trying to do, what I want to do from now on is find a cool little video game or geeky quote from media to put at the very beginning of the episode. And then I want that trail off into intro music and then the episode starts, right? So I had this dumb little skit from a show I used to watch when I was a kid called Drake and Josh. It's a Nickelodeon show. It's the corniest show you'll ever see, but it's fun and I have fun memories of it. Um, It was a scene where he picked out opened up a package that they just randomly got, and it was a Game Sphere from his grandma. And I was like, awesome, I gotta put that at the beginning, and I thought that was cheesy. And then at the end, I wanted to lead off with a cool song, you know, so I said, oh, Black Panther came out, bam, we're gonna put the Black Panther song, I can never remember the name of it, by Kendrick Lamar and S.C.A., put that at the end so that's on the audio version last week but i posted on youtube and i got like three freaking copyright things and my thing got banned and i had to go re-render the video upload it two days late <sighs> that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> anyway that's why the video version was late last week and it was unfortunate it kind of sucked so i will probably i don't know if i'm going to stop doing the intro video and the music at the end i probably won't But I'm gonna have to be more careful with the songs I use. And I don't really care if I get flagged for copyright and they put ads on my video because I don't really care about the monetization. I do this shit for fun. And I I don't think I'll ever get monetization anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Like, whatever. I wanna have fun with it. So I'm just gonna pick a song that I like and we're gonna put it at the end. And then I'm gonna pick a clip at the beginning. And then what I'll probably try to do is upload it unlisted. This is just too much information, probably, but whatever upload the video clip unless see if it gets flagged you know for a couple hours if it doesn't I'll put it at the beginning with the video if not I'll cut the video off just use the audio in the video version but we'll figure it out because I thought that was a fun way to lead in the show and stuff so I'm gonna keep doing it keep doing my thing and here's some plugs check me out on Twitter as always it's twitter.com slash frantic society frantic s-o-c-i-e-t-y Go check out the Cartridge Club Discord. We're talking in there all the time. When new news pops off, new deals pop off, new topic of discussion. If you just want to talk about your favorite Nintendo games, pop in there. We have a good time. There's some conversations going on about, about the conventions, too, coming up. We've got CC Chicago coming up. Uh, they They want me to go to Midwest Gaming Classic. <sighs> I've been thinking about it. We're going to have to see how my money goes, honestly. If we have the money, we'll do it. I'll at least by myself go up there and see it because there's going to be a Cartridge Club Club panel there and I want to at least be there and see that. So, Anyway, we have the Discord there. I didn't say the name, uh, what the URL is yet. It's bit.ly slash club Discord. Type it into anything, any browser, your phone, whatever. You'll get an invite to be a part of the Cartridge Club Discord. Come on in there. Let's talk. Have a conversation. Go over to the Cartridge Club forums. That's where my podcast and many other podcasts, videos, blogs, different things from the community, the little nice community that we have. There's a bunch of awesome people there, a bunch of awesome creators, a bunch of awesome people that take in that entertainment too. <laughs> um, I, I'm continually impressed and entertained by everything that gets posted up there. So go over there, cartridgeclub.org/slash/forum. Okay, CartridgeClub.org for, you know, the main stuff. CartridgeClub.org slash forum. Click on Frantic Thoughts. Go to this episode and we can have a conversation about anything. About the episode, about what you thought, about some of the topics, about whatever games you guys want to be brought back from the dead. That would be a nice conversation to have because that was fun to talk about in the first place. (laughs) Also, you can leave me a tweet with hashtag Frantic Thoughts and a question. And we will always answer those every single week. Have a continued conversation with the community. Because that's what this is all about. Having fun. Having some cool conversations. And talking to the community. Being a part of a bigger community. Loving one another. And having a fantastic geeky time. Geeking out about our geeky things that we geeky love. And that was horrible. That was a horrible thing to say. I said it weirdly. It was a weird way to say that. But, you know what? Even though I'm not a dad... I have the best dad humor in the world. Anyway, I think that's about it for this week. <sighs> I talked a lot there. I really did. But I hope you guys are liking the new format. I feel like it's working out really well. I feel like I missed the plug. Oh, I have a YouTube channel. God, I need to plug that thing. We actually did some stuff this week. Oh, there's going to be more coming up too. I'm not going to promise anything. But there's a certain edit of a certain stream that's getting near completion, so hopefully I'll finish that this week. But besides that, we have an unboxing of this really nice Steven Universe vinyl that we've been waiting for for a few months—six months, probably. It's really nice. It's from I'm Eight Bit. They make really great stuff. Check out that if you're interested in in seeing a really cool unboxing. And I we tried like the over the uh, camera style unboxing, so you see item front and center it's not me and then like the items tiny in the window no this is all about the item we talk about why we like it we go over all the little cool things that are in there so check that out if you want my youtube channel is bit.ly slash frantic sub so maybe go over there give it a like if you like what you see give it a sub you know all that fun stuff and the youtube youtube channel is home to the video version of the podcast as well so if you're listening on itunes whatever, go over there. You can see me with my giant hair talking to you. Uh, This is the, probably the longest plug segment segment ever. It's been two to three minutes, but if you're listening to audio form, please go give me a rating on iTunes, Google play, anything like that. It helps out a lot. Uh, It helps me get noticed and hopefully get more people listening because it's such a fun thing to do. And it'd be a shame if, I was basically talking to the void. Hello, hello, hello. Nobody's there. No, I'm just kidding. I have talked way too long at this end section on this end section. So, look forward to talking to you next week, and uh, look forward to some more videos on my YouTube because I'm ramping up. We're gonna be doing some more stuff. It's gonna be fun. And see you later on Frantic Thoughts. Bye. Today we're going to close out the show with Daft Punk by Pentatonics. I hope you enjoy and you guys have a fantastic week. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, mail, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quick, erase it, write it, cut it, piece it, save it, load it, check it, quick, rewrite it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag and drop it, zip, unzip it, lock it, The phoenix, yeah. All ends with beginnings. Oh, it keeps the planet spinning. Ah, oh, the force from the beginning.